Welcome to Minding Health, a podcast project by the Mental Health Advocates. We are a medical student initiative at the University of Alberta. Hi everyone, welcome back to Minding Health. I'm your host Lucy. For any first-time listeners out there, we are a student-led podcast project created by the Mental Health Advocates at the University of Alberta Medical School. We are a student initiative that provides a variety of seminars, workshops, and wellness nights for students here. We created this podcast to establish a story-sharing platform. This way, students and faculties can share their stories on medical school, wellness, and mental health. Today, we're interviewing Julie, Dora, and Carrie from the class of 2021. Uh, They are also the junior executive members of the Mental Health Advocates team. So welcome to the podcast, everyone. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Uh, So for our listeners out there, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, Sure. My name is Carrie. I'm a first-year medical student on the Mental mental Health Advocates team. Um, I'm originally from Edmonton, so I went to undergrad here. I did psychology at the U of A, so I've always been interested in mental health and uh, psychology. And then um, I lived in Jasper for a little over a year, and then I got into med school. So, yeah, that's a bit bit about me. That's it. Awesome. Um, Hi, so I'm Julie, and I'm most recently from Whitehorse in the Yukon, um, and I grew up in the Lower Mainland in British Columbia, so uh, coming to the interview in Edmonton was actually only the second time I've ever been to this city, so very exciting. Um, I love to climb and just be outside as much as possible, so that's me. And I'm Dora, so I uh, am also from Edmonton. I grew up here, did my undergrad at University of Alberta in biological sciences and psychology. Um, So I really enjoyed the flexibility that that gave me. Um, And then just for hobbies, I guess I coach skating uh, a couple nights a week when I can. So that's kind of a fun thing that I do outside of school. And yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Thanks, everyone. Uh, So you're on the Mental Health Advocates team. Uh, can you tell us what does mental health mean to you? Mental health for me is just making yeah, making sure that you're feeling the most well uh, that you can in any moment in time. And it, it's a lot of relying on other people and learning to trust yourself and learn what works for you, I think. And uh, yeah, I feel like it's something that everyone struggles with at one point or another in all different ways, but... It's kind of the unifying factor, so I think, um, yeah, it's just something to, t- I'm glad that people are talking about more, that's going to be the way that people kind of maintain their mental health and try to work on it. I think for me it's a lot about balance and just being kind to yourself and like seeing, like meeting yourself where you're at and meeting other people where they're at and just accepting that we all are not always 100% every single day and like being okay with that. I think that's a lot of mental health for me. Yeah, I think that's really important is recognizing that mental health means different things to mean different people and kind of accepting where you are, wherever that place is, mm-hmm. and doing whatever you need to do to feel healthy is so important, especially in medical school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everyone, for sharing that. Recognizing mental health is a complex issue mm-hmm. and also being kind to ourselves. Um, I think those are really good messages to put out there. Uh, so thanks for sharing. So you guys are in the almost the end of the first year of medical school. Congratulations, you're almost done. <laughs> so close. Um, so what were your expectations coming into medical school, and how did you find first year? 
my expectations uh, coming in were that I could not believe in a million years that I got in. Um, and I went in with the preconceived notion that for me particularly, it would be really, really hard and that I would find it exceedingly difficult and more than I'm than most other people because I hadn't taken a lot of science classes and I didn't have any anatomy or physiology and I just didn't know what I had gotten myself into. Um, so I thought I'd have to take, yeah, just all of the extra things. I'd have to do just a ton of extra work to, to stay afloat and I thought it would be pretty overwhelming. But by the end of the first year, I'd say that I don't feel like I'm the odd one out. I think a lot of people felt that way, which is weird to come to realize. And it's been amazing, like one of the best years of my life. And I love it, I think. You just get used to it. The fall was kind of stressful, but like you get into your groove and it's been such a sweet year. I loved it so much, yeah. Yeah, like definitely like one of the best years of my life. It's been so nice, just everyone's so sweet and everyone's in it together. So there's a lot of community building and you complain together and you get through everything together, even if you think it's, it's hard. and. Um, I definitely didn't really know what to expect coming in. Like, I knew it was going to be difficult, but I don't think I really conceptualized how difficult. And it was a lot a lot of different things on our plate at any given time, a lot to manage. But I felt a lot less stressed, I would say, overall than in undergrad, just because the expectations were maybe a little bit not as high because you don't have to be competing against everyone. Um, and it's a lot, like, lower pressure that... It's not the last time you're going to learn any of this material. So that made it a lot easier for me, I thought. Yeah, I think much the same. I don't know if I had any expectations. I think I got my letter of acceptance. Didn't do anything about med school for two months and then just showed up here at some point. <laughs> so I didn't really know what to expect. Um, for me, it was definitely part of it was the social piece. So I think I knew one person coming into our class and it was kind of peripheral from my undergraduate. And of course my partner is still in Whitehorse. Um, so for me, my expectation was kind of to try to find something here that would keep me motivated beyond school. Because I think in the beginning at first it was just, I studied, I didn't bother to socialize and it kind of did have a very negative impact on mental health. And so I think that kind of leads us back to that theme of, you know, take care of yourself first and then the, the school stuff will follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so valuing self-care and also putting yourself out there and knowing new friends and contributing to the community and being an active part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so the next question is, the stigma surrounding mental health forms a barrier to resources. What are some of the things that we as medical students can do to reduce the stigma in the medical school setting? Just talking about it is a huge piece, and that's why I like that we have the mental health advocates. It's a way for people to engage in the conversation about mental health and understand that everyone struggles with it in their own way at some point in time, so it's okay to share and to ask for support. And I think the medical school community at the U of A is kind of unique in that uh, it's interesting that I think medical school brings up a lot of mental health problems for a lot of people with maybe moving away from where you've been living, starting a new program, a really, really stressful one that you know is going to take a lot of years of your life, not really knowing what you want to do. So it brings up new issues, but we're also kind of in the unique position of having more resources than I've ever seen being offered before, like through the law office and there's the psychologist here, or there's the PFCP, oh, I'm going to say that wrong. 
Uh, PFSP. Sorry. Support services. Yeah, so it's like a line you call if you need to talk to someone and they'll set you up with a psychologist for free. Like, I think uh, everyone should take advantage of those resources because they're awesome. And yeah, we, we're all adults now also. So I think it's a good time to try to kind of take take care of yourself and take it into your own hands to, yeah, your own wellness, well-being. And I think it's something we can translate to as medical students, especially in clerkship. We'll have a lot of contact with patients. And I think we can take that kind of, that talking about mental health and trying to overcome that stigma and apply it to our patient interactions. Because I think the more we treat mental health as something that's perfectly normal and natural, which it is, the more the world's going to start to see it as just a part of health. You know, we don't stigmatize someone for having a broken leg. So if we can watch, if we can work on what we say and how we treat mental health as healthcare professionals, I think we can really start to move in that direction. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so earlier in the conversation, you mentioned that there are challenges that medical students face in school. For example, um, social isolation, um, moving from their home to Edmonton. Um, can you tell us more about some of the challenges that students can encounter in med school and what are some um, advices that you offer for overcoming some of these challenges? I think a big thing for me was um, uncertainty about the future and just getting a lot of information all at once about CARMS and, and fourth year and what we're going to do with the rest of our lives. And I think, I don't know if, I don't, I don't even know how, I, I still need some advice on how to deal with that stress, but um, that was something that was pretty overwhelming for me. And even if, as someone who's from Edmonton, we're so busy with medical school that it's hard to even access the supports that I do have in my life in Edmonton. Like, my parents are here, but I don't see them very, as much as I would like to because it's so busy with school. So I think just having a change in your support systems, whether or not you're from Edmonton, was, was a challenge for me. And just... Um, again, being open with, like, my classmates became a lot of my support system and being open with everyone and and okay to talk about if you had a bad day and making it okay for someone else to come and talk to you about something was a big, a big piece for me. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I, I touched on this a little bit earlier, but I moved here from a reasonably far distance away. <laughs> um, and so for me, the closest thing I had to a support network is what we call a Yukon cousin, which is actually like the third cousin of my partner's dad or something. <laughs> but everyone's related in the Yukon somehow, right? So it's hard when you come to a new place and you don't have really any support network physically present. So I think when you have something like a situation like that, the thing that helped me the most was maintaining it even if they can't be here, at least talking to your support network, mm-hmm. setting up time. So me and my partner, um, we would say, okay, we'll talk at this time. And it would actually kind of be scheduled in because you always knew the next time you were going to talk to them. So you never hung up a conversation without knowing that you're going to talk to them again soon. And I think that was really big for me. Um, and also seeking help before you think you need it. You know, like we have, like like Carrie said, we have so many resources available to us. So being able to go see maybe Jalea at Law before you think you need to, she's just fun to hang out with anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. So being preventative in, instead of being reactive to our distress in life. I remember Mel saying that in the first week too, that the whole purpose of the law office is trying to catch, trying to catch people before they get to the edge of the cliff. So it's, yeah, you, you don't want anyone to be getting to that kind of end level that where they feel helpless before they receive help. Like, we can intervene before that. So, 
Yeah, I think for me, it, like just med school in the in the fall was completely overwhelming. Like what Dora said, with the amount of things that you have to think about coming up, and then the material was a lot, and classes all the time, and all these little acronyms and things that we had to do, like ASL and PDG and PI and LC. <laughs> yeah, so on and so forth. Um, so I think the biggest thing this year for me has been balance, one hundred percent. Like, in my undergrad, I was not balanced. I would just feel overwhelmed by stuff and then just deal with that mm-hmm. and, you know, just close off and study a ton. And, and then I think the difference in med school is that you kind of realize that you have, if, even if you're not studying as much, maybe it's better that you instead are doing other things that you enjoy to keep your mental health. It's yeah, a, it's a marathon, outside. not a sprint. Totally. Yeah. And like those of us who did were in school and undergrad before, I know some people were full time working, which in itself was a challenge of getting back into the school mindset. Yeah, you you for sure too, Julie. Um, like, but even this is a huge change from undergrad. The amount of time you're at school, the amount of material that you're expected to learn, it's just different. And getting used to it is just mm-hmm. took a while. Yeah. So students might have to recognize that there will be a big change from med school before and like during med school. And it's good to have support systems in place and uh, reach out to friends who might need you for support and also um, find the right support person for you in the city as well. And last but not least, you mentioned um, being preventative with your mental health and um, it's okay to seek help any on at any stage throughout this mental health journey Mm -hmm. yeah well thank you those are very good answers uh so the next question is more personal uh so in your experience uh, what are some ways to reach out to a peer that may need some help i think just checking in with people and, and like if you think something's going on just asking them like how their week has been going and not not forcing them to talk about anything in particular but just kind of being a generally supportive person who's there for them and then if they are wanting to talk about whatever is going on for them then then they know that they can come to you and that you're there and you're um, just open and ready, ready to meet them where they're at and not force them one way or another right and it is it does take effort i think it's it's not always the easiest thing to do but it matters a lot so i think it's worth the effort to if there's somebody you hadn't talked to in a while just saying hi and seeing how they're doing or if you ask someone how's your day and they said oh it's okay you know you could just move on but it's you should probably say like oh uh what's going on with you right now and just taking that couple minutes to actually i think just be listen to listen and be supportive and sometimes all that people need is for someone to listen so Mm. I think just being aware and attentive of the people in your life and what how they're doing yeah just take a bigger step to ask them more about how their day is going exactly yeah Mm -hmm. I think something that's also important and it, it doesn't perfectly relate to the question but knowing where your boundaries are too because I think um, I'm especially prone to getting kind of sucked into other people's mental health. And it's great because we want to support each other. But at the same time, we're not professionals. So being able to set for yourself, okay, this is what I can give. This is what I can afford to give until I'm starting to give away something that I need. 
And so having those moments to say, okay, I could support this person, or maybe I can help them get into contact with the resources they need. So recognizing when it's a little bit too big for you to fix. That's a really, really good point. Definitely, it's not your own problem that you have to face, but you can always involve other people together to solve a ongoing um, problem that is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what are some of your favorite resources or relaxation tools in med school? Mine is, um, I think, the walk home. I am <laughs> so happy that I live like. 15 minutes away is that walk to school and then back I just always make sure I'm not thinking about anything like listening to music is a big thing for me so I'll just put music in and sometimes I make that walk purposefully longer (laughs) and yeah it's just like there's no pressure I'm just walking and looking around and trying to be kind of mindful and listen to music and stuff I don't know that's just like such a tiny thing but it happens twice every day of my life, and it's such a big deal in a small way. So, yeah. Especially when we often have limited time to exercise. Mm-hmm. Like, I find myself, I'll be like, oh, I should really exercise, but I don't want to take out an hour and a half of my day to, like, go to the gym. Not that I'm fooling anyone. I don't actually go to the gym. But uh, <laughs> it is nice because I, I like the same thing where I have a 20-minute walk to and from home, and it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's great. Um, I also really like to climb. So the U of A has an amazing climbing facility. And it's nice because you have this route, and you might be working on it for a while, and it's actually quite challenging in the sense that you have to start to pick away at it and when you finish it you've accomplished something because I think something about med school is it's hard to feel accomplished sometimes because of course it's impossible to know 100% of the material they present to us and so you always feel like you're not getting something so at least with climbing when I finish a route it's like okay I have accomplished this I can check this off a list 100% done Mm -hmm. and that's always nice yeah I just enjoy spending 20 minutes when I get home every day trying to relax a little bit like a 2,000 piece puzzle that I'm almost done and working on so yeah just finishing things like that just fun very yeah just taking a few minutes to yourself um, yeah nice uh, so can you tell us what is your favorite memory of first year or one of your favorite I don't know oh jeez <laughs> I think uh, just getting to spend time with everyone like some of the social events that we've done have been my favorite uh, AMSCAR which is the Alberta Medical Student Conference and Retreat. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Which was like just a a wellness retreat, basically. Like it was a conference, but we did like you could do um, like a yoga uh, session, and that that could be part of your conference. And that was just a really fun way to travel together as a class, get to know everyone, get to know some of the U of C students as well, and just focus a little bit on wellness at a time when we really needed it because it was before a final, I think. Or maybe it was after. Uh, the second years had just finished a final. Yeah. And I think it was a week before ours or two weeks yeah, before. Yeah, so it was pretty timely for, for me yeah. specifically. Yeah. One, a memory that I like looking back on is the barbecue that was the Sunday before our first day of school. Because it's just funny to think about my first impressions of people. Mm-hmm. Uh and then how well I know them now. And it's kind of like, oh, wow, it's been, I don't know, how many months? Eight. Like eight months. Yeah. And... It's so funny that 
yeah, you just, I, I think of my first impression of, like, Lloyd and Paul and, I don't know, mm-hmm. I, I just remember them all for some reason, yeah. all the Queens people, like, oh, yeah. I don't know, you just, like, meet people the first days, and you're like, you guys seem cool, and you're in my class, like, this is gonna be fun, and then eight months later, we're all friends, and it's, yeah. yeah, it's cool to think about that, and that we've almost gotten through a whole year. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. One memory. I think one of my favorite memories was, yeah, just one. Julie, you're cut off. (laughs) Um, My favorite is actually my friend came to visit from Toronto. So Lucy, she's doing an OT program at the University of Toronto. She's going to be amazing. And she came to visit and we went to Jasper, which was really cool because I have never been. So and we like got like a hotel and we went snowshoeing and stuff. And it was really nice because I think that was the first time I genuinely took the time to not do anything with med for like four days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this was during reading break in February, but it was absolutely amazing. That's cool. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Spending your time in Jasper and enjoying the great outdoors. I found my mountains again. I miss my <laughs> mountains here. We have good mountains here too. There are no mountains on the horizon. <laughs> None. Not here's very close. <laughs> yeah. Um so last but not least, um, can you tell us about someone who has demonstrated exceptional kindness to you this year? Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, for me, uh, one of our mental health advocate execs, the junior execs with us, Paul, uh, is just such an amazing person. I think no one in our class dislikes Paul. Like everyone just loves him. But I was going through um, just a bit of like a like a rough time personally, um, like December, January kind of thing. And just, I remember Paul offering to just go to a coffee shop or something and sit down and just talk about it. And I really just needed to, to talk it out. I didn't need someone to give me advice, which is not what he did at all. He just was there to listen and, and validate that what I was feeling like made a lot of sense and how stressful it was to be going through that along with medical school. And, um, it was just really exactly what I needed in that moment. And it made me feel so much better about the situation afterwards. So Paul is the best. Shout out to Paul. (laughs) For me, I was really lucky that the only person I knew coming into med- medical school um, was Irina, and I've known her for 17 years, which <laughs> is a really long time. Um, and just like having that person there that kind of knows you uh, has been like incredibly, incredibly helpful because if like she knows when I need a bit of like just someone to talk to or need a bit of help or whatever. But I was gonna say. So there's that, and then on the other, on the opposite side, there's Paul, who I barely knew at the beginning of the year. Just like, yeah, exceptional kindness is the only word, like phrase to describe it. He just like notices that, just everything, and asks if you need to talk or if you need anything or yeah. I think he's a really lovely person, very supportive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, it was something really, really small. So I have a tendency when I'm stressed or scared or really struggling to not show it. (laughs) Um, And it's kind of like a blessing and a curse, right? Because it's very hard to tell when I'm struggling. And I just remember this was right before Christmas and I had gone, I think, five weeks without seeing my partner. And that's a long time. Like, we're common law. He is literally half of my soul and he is in (laughs) Whitehorse. And... I was really struggling and I think everyone was struggling and I don't know why we were so stressed before Christmas, but there was something coming up and I just, I just kind of felt isolated and I was really struggling and Claudia just came up, she's like, Hey, how you doing? And I just break down. That was like, I don't even know why I was just so stressed. And she's like, you know what? 
I'm going to buy you a coffee. Let's go get coffee. And that's all I needed. She just bought me a coffee. We didn't even have to talk. It was like 10 minutes between classes. But it was just someone that was like, you know what? I get it. It's really, really hard right now. And that was really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes a small act of kindness can mean so much to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't really need words to communicate the care they have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Claudia is wonderful. That's oh really my nice. gosh. So nice. And she still checks in with me. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. I think everyone in our class is just like that. Like, just understands how stressful this is and is willing to check in with people about how they're doing. So mm-hmm. it's literally we're all in the same boat. So yeah. it's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So um, that concludes the interview for today. Um, for any first years, incoming first years listening to this podcast, we hope that you find it helpful. Um, I think some of the takeaways for me personally is to have a good support toolkit available for myself, uh, to have good support people in the city, um, and to recognize that self care should be a priority and it is okay to check in with yourself and with others at any stage of the mental health journey. Um, So yeah, thanks again for listening and see you at the next podcast. And thank you guys again for coming in and talking to me about your first year's experience. Thanks Thanks for having us. Thanks, Susie.